HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Kane Vineyard and Winery, a Napa Valley winery committed to respecting the soil and dedicated to the creation of three Cabernet blends. For more information, visit Kane5.com. I'm Chris Kuzmi. And I'm Mary Izette. From Vermont Valley. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. Food. On Heritage Radio Network with me, Erica Wides, your host. New York. New York, the city I live in. New York is full of blowhards. Big inflated egos. Big overblown senses of self. Big machers, as my grandpa would have said. I get it, though. It's a tough town. You got to go big or go home, right? Puff out that chest, put on your game face, intimidate your opponent, fake your resume, make up a story. Hell, make up a whole new identity if you want. Choose a new ethnicity, whatever. This is the town of reinvention. If you can make it here, well, you know the rest. All you have to do is convince people that you're what or who you purport to be, and then you're that. History is filled with reinventors. So speaking of that, there was an article in today's New York Times about how the number one profession most prone to being populated by the dishonest, the biggest liars, the most frequent wearers of the burning pants are, can you guess, bankers. Are you not surprised? I'm so not surprised. Although, I might have said lawyers, if you asked me who lies the most in any profession. I might have said lawyers, but with lawyers, it's kind of their job to lie for you because, like, you pay them to lie for you, right? But bankers are the biggest liars. Shocking. And the biggest liars, too, get the most money. 
That's how it works. Have you noticed that? Did you not live through 2008? Yeah, that's kind of how it works. So the number one profession for liars, bankers. I guess we shouldn't be surprised by this at all. Now, one of the many things that I do these days to support myself, because I am not a banker. I don't know if you knew that about me. Not a banker. Um, One of the many things I do is I teach people how to cook. Now, I have been doing this for years. I've been teaching for years and, you know, mostly at the big unnamed culinary school where I used to work for 15 years. But even when I taught there, I always had a few clients on the side, a few on the side, on the down low, you know, rich folks who would hire me to come and teach them at home. Like this group of ladies in Greenwich, Connecticut, whom I have taught for almost 17 years now, believe it or not. Not the same group of people, but the same kind of core group. And then a few solo private clients I've had over the years. And now I'm teaching at a new school called Home Cooking New York, and much smaller. And through that, a whole new crop of in-home clients with them, too. So... Because of this, and because of the people who tend to have the resources to hire the private instructor or the private chef, you know, we're not talking like Francisca, my cleaning lady, hiring me. We're talking a slightly different demographic. So over the years, I've seen the interiors of many a financial industry employee's home. And that's what they are, by the way. They're homes, not houses. They're homes because apparently when you're wealthy or even when you're upper middle class, you do not refer to your house as a house. You refer to it as your home. Did you know that? Yeah. As in, oh, please come for dinner Saturday night to my semi-rundown, desperately in need of a paint job, filled with thrift store and trash-picked furnishings home. It's ever so graciously appointed, and we'd so enjoy your company for cocktails and dinner. I'll see if I can hire Erica to cook for us. Then you can come over and see our large collection of vintage suitcases and Pyrex bowls what my home is filled with. So I've seen some homes. I've been in some homes. And even when they're apartments, they're homes, gracious homes. And up in Connecticut, some of those homes I've been in were bigger than my high school, which is a huge Long Island suburban high school. Bigger than my high school, or so it seemed. Now, I suppose... That if you're so puffed up with that blowhard ego that we were talking about a minute ago and that inflated sense of yourself due to all the cash that you got basically through all the lying, you do need a giant house filled with many unused rooms of furniture and art and decorative items to spread out in. Maybe your enormous ego needs a lot of space to breathe, to relax in, to unwind. Maybe you really do need two living rooms, a library, a family room, a den, and a great room. Or two kitchens. I don't know. I mean, I'm doing okay with one bedroom and one kitchen and one combination living dining office room. I could use a Pyrex display room, of course, but that's, that's just the crazy dreamer in me. That's just the wild fantasy. A Pyrex room. Now, along with the inflated jumbo-sized houses and jumbo-sized salaries and too many living rooms, there are the kids. Yes, the multiple spawn of the super wealthy. So, so, so many kids all going to the best schools and all playing the best sports and getting the best tutors and coaches and the best private cooking teachers and taking the best class trips to Egypt and Antarctica and to Saturn. Lately... I've been teaching a lot of those kids, and most of them are nice and sweet and polite kids, most, 
And then there's the others. Now, you know how we're in an era of everybody wins and it's all about showing up and everybody gets a ribbon and nobody loses or gets picked last or gets any grades anymore lest we damage their fragile egos? Well, add into that toxic mix a childhood full of overindulgence and incredible advantage and life lived in a bubble of extreme wealth and privilege and you've got, well, you've got some pretty precocious, full-of-themselves kids. The wee offspring of the puffed-up, ego-soaked financial crowd are almost as bad as some of their parents. And I only say this because I've been on a stretch of teaching these kids lately, and some have been great. Let me say that. Most have been great, and I love them, but a few have been nightmares. Now, kids today, kids today, at least the affluent upper middle class and upwards ones, are very sophisticated about food. And that's good because they will be the policymakers and chefs and doctors of my old age. So hopefully their interest and enthusiasm about food will help to change and determine the future of food here in the U.S., we hope. But because they're so sophisticated about food, they think they know it all about food. They watch Master Chef Jr. and Endless Food Network, and they eat at way better restaurants than I've ever been to, and they go on family trips to Michelin-starred restaurants, and they must be getting their egos stroked so furiously in their private schools and at home that they can't imagine they're wrong about anything, especially food. Now, I'm only bringing this up I don't want to sound bitter or anything. I'm only bringing this this up because I want to talk about air. Yes, air. Hot air, puffed up air, air added to food. Where am I going with this? Well, I've taught in the last few months two different girls, young girls, who have said to me, I don't make this up, who have said to me, and I quote, oh, I make souffles all the time at home. Now, I know teens are prone to hyperbole. I mean, I certainly was. I can't believe some of the shit that came out of my mouth at 14 or 16. But seriously, who are you talking to here? You make souffles all the time. Uh Uh-huh. Just shut up. Okay? This occurred twice while I was teaching two different girls about whipping egg whites for a chocolate cake. Learning to whip egg whites is an important skill. We should all know how to bring egg whites to a soft peak and a stiff peak and to know when to stop whipping. And it's very important if you're going to know how to cook to know how to whip egg whites. But seriously, all the time. Now, I know I'm being a little silly, but really? No, you don't. You don't make souffles all the time. So just shut the fuck up. And then, while teaching a group of 11-year-old boys a few weeks ago, one of them actually turned to me during the class and said... You know what we should do next month for next month's class? We should do an all-truffle menu. You know what? Shut the fuck up to you, too. It's like their moms and dads stuck their hot air pumps into their wee little ones' tushies and filled them up with that same toxic gas that they're all full of. Not to sound bitter or anything. The same gas that caused the housing bubble and the tech bubble and the stock bubble we're now in and the subprime mortgage bubble and now the overinflated child ego bubble. Is it wrong that I want to carry a pin around with me we're gonna take a quick break so i can calm down we'll be right back this is chris howell from cane vineyard and winery calling in from spring mountain above the napa valley thank you for listening to this show in our industrial world of highly processed food and wine we support the values of heritage radio network 
All of us at Kane encourage you to seek out individuality and beauty in everything you eat and drink. To learn more about us, go to Kane5.com. Well, welcome back. Are we back? Welcome back to Let's Get Real, the cooking show about fighting, preparing, and eating food on Heritage Radio Network with me, Erica Wides, who's not bitter. I'm just an artist. So all of this got me thinking about hot air, of course. Do you see the connection? The parents of these kids are full of it, full of hot air. The kids are full of it. It seems like everyone is full of it lately. Violent bravado spewing entertainers, sanctimonious GOP winners lying about working together with the president, law enforcement agents in Ferguson, Missouri, fundamentalist anything. Maybe what's causing global warming and climate change isn't the overabundance of other greenhouse gases in the air. Maybe it's all the CO2 we're exhaling with our long, hot streams of bullshit coming out of our mouths. Ever think of that? Okay. Enough of that. I'm going to calm down and get to the point. You know, it always takes a while. But the point is, while land and fuel and water and housing and food and everything else seems to cost us money, air is still free for now. For now, you can breathe as much air as you like free of charge. It may not be clean or fresh, but it's air and it's free. Now, chefs, my my tribe, chefs have used air forever as an ingredient in foods and as a medium for cooking. I mean, you can't survive without it on this planet, right? I mean, I just watched Interstellar. I know how it works. What makes bread rise? Well, actually, it's CO2 that makes bread rise, but there's air in there. What makes puff pastry puff? Steam. What makes chicken skin brown? Hot air. Nothing but air. Hot air. And those damn egg whites again whipped up full of air. They add lift to a cake. They inflate a meringue. And yes, they puff a souffle, which you don't make all the time. 14-year-old. Now, when I taught at the big unnamed culinary school, I used to say to my little students that souffles were the biggest scam in the food business. And although you hardly see a real souffle anymore on a menu because they've kind of gone out of style, they're a relic of the old school classical French restaurant, which means that now that I've said that, they're going to come back into style any day now, and I won't be able to take credit for it. That happens a lot. But they're kind of a relic. You know, they've, they're a fossil, a real souffle. Now, a souffle is nothing but a few egg whites and some sugar and air. Maybe a little cheese or a little chocolate, yes, and some extra labor, yes. But what you're selling to your customers is air, hot air, the original bullshit food, just air. Smart chefs sell air. Now, a few weeks ago, I saw an ad for a new product, and I thought, wow, that is a foodiness sucker punch if I ever saw one. It was for whipped Jif, whipped peanut butter. Now, okay, whipped butter, yeah, I kind of get it. My grandma used to buy it. I I guess it's easier to spread. Not when it's right out of the fridge, so I never quite got that. Okay, whipped cream cheese, like tempty. Yes, it's delicious. It has a different texture than Philly cream cheese. You're still paying for air, though. But whipped peanut butter? I mean, do you enjoy being ripped off? I guess so. And, of course, because we can't leave anything alone anymore... Or unflavored anymore. It was whipped Jif with pumpkin spice. 
Now, I'm not even going to go back to the pumpkin spice conversation ever again because I've devoted two entire episodes to it over the past two years. And I think we've heard quite enough about pumpkin spice and it's here to stay. And sometimes you just have to stop pounding your head against the wall and raging against the machine because you lose and I lose. So, okay, you can have your pumpkin spice. Now, I've discussed Jif and its ilk before, way, way, way back in episode 39. Today is episode 115, by the way. Yeah. Episode 39 was called Choosy Mommies Don't Choose Jif. And in that episode, I discussed the foodiness bullshit of sugary, emulsified peanut butters that are full of corn syrup and hydrogenated oils and chemicals instead of just peanuts, which is what peanut butter should be. So along comes Jif, which is already a semi-crappy product. And, you know, nobody should be eating that. If you want to eat peanut butter, just eat real peanut butter, of course. And they say, hey... Let's fluff our stuff up with air, flavor it, and sell it as another even crappier version of itself. People love air. They can't live without it, and air is free, so more profit for us. Now, come to think of it, I'm not so sure the New York Times was actually right about who the biggest liars are in which industry. Maybe it's not the bankers, after all. Maybe it's the peanut butter marketers. Foodiness, Inc., at it again. But of course, they're kind of inseparable from the bankers. So, you know, it's all one convoluted, tangled, weave, woven web of, you know, the Star Chamber and all those guys. So sure, a fluffy whipped peanut butter is probably delicious, I'm sure, and more spreadable, of course, and easier for your wee ones to manage alone when you're sleeping off the Vicodin overdose and the kid has to get up in the morning and make their own breakfast. But seriously, why would you pay for air? Why would you pay your hard-earned money for air? I mean, I remember when the air hoses for filling your tires at the gas station were free. It was. It was free. It's air. Why do we pay for air? There's nothing left that's free. Maybe love. Love is free. Nah, I think even love comes with a cost. So then along after that, after I got over the whole Jif Whips thing, along came an ad for Yo Play Whips. Yo Play Whips. Whipped up yogurt and air. Keep those calories down, ladies. Eat air all day and you'll weigh less than, you know, air. Now, Special K started this a million years ago when they first introduced their cereal. All they did with Special K was pump the flakes full of tiny little air bubbles and made them all fluffy and crispy. And so a bowl of Special K only has like 60 calories, which is why when you eat it 40 seconds later, you have a blood sugar crash and you feel like you're going to die. And then you eat a giant bagel with whipped pumpkin spice cream cheese on it. That's what happens. But with 21 average grams of sugar in each YoPlay Whip. Um, the YoPlay Whip's cherry cheesecake flavor isn't exactly light. Okay? But all that air, air, air added to it makes it into a mousse-like dessert treat for your chronically starved sugar addict dieting friends. And that's what they want. Because the second ingredient after non-fat milk is sugar. Plus starches and thickeners and stabilizers because yogurt is actually a very delicate gel. It can't be whipped to hold air. It breaks if you stir it. So how real is the yogurt in your whipped yogurt? Not to mention that it comes in cherry cheesecake, creamsicle, key lime pie, and chocolate mousse flavors. Why can't we all just eat real yogurt? Is that so wrong? Does everything have to be disguised as something else? Are we just living lives of deceit and deception? Why all the hot air? Well, 
Not for me, because I will stick to the plain old, plain Greek or goat or organic, whole milk, plain old yogurt. Thanks very much. I'm surrounded by plenty of hot air all day in New York. I live in the bullshit capital of the world. I don't want it in my yogurt, too. We're going to take another brief break. When we come back, uh, we'll finish it up. We'll talk about Thanksgiving. exciting to have this new medium. Hosting After the Jump has been a huge part of me transitioning from being a blogger to somebody who has sort of real important conversations with people in real life. My show, I, I kind of describe it as an audio trade magazine. I learn a ton from the guests every week, whether it's, it's restaurants, bars. All the hosts at Heritage all come from different perspectives. Everyone should be listening to this. If you're interested in conservation and and practical approach to renewable food sources, you know, not this big industry. Whether it's history, uh, laws, social policies of food, I think people now take food seriously, and hopefully what's on their plate will become something very special. And I feel that podcasting has a future, giving people information in a format they can really use on the go. We need your support to keep these conversations going. Visit heritageradionetwork.org backslash donate to help us today. Welcome back to Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food on Heritage Radio Network with me, Erica Wides. I've calmed down again. I always need the break to kind of, you know, lower the pulse, all that. So speaking of yogurt, eh, you know, I've done multiple yogurt shows. You know, you know, what else, do, what else am I going to talk about? What else is there? important so speaking of yogurt and the new york times which we did remember i talked about the new york times earlier and the thing about the liars and sloppy reporting which we weren't talking about i just added that in in that same new york times today november 25th 2014 oh you know what uh, today's my birthday by the way just thought i'd mention that happy birthday oh thanks jack um it's the only reason i know the date in today's new york times health and science section was a very short article about the benefits of eating yogurt for preventing diabetes. They gave some statistics about if you eat a certain amount of yogurt every day, it's shown that you have a smaller chance of developing diabetes. Okay. I get that. They think it has something to do with the live active probiotic cultures in yogurt. Huh? Really? Where have you been for like the last, 75 years people anyway okay that's great all good now i think we probably could have figured that out by studying cultures that eat cultures sorry but there in that new york times article what was the glaring missing piece was that there was no mention at all no mention 
of the 20 to 30 grams of sugar usually found in most flavored sweetened yogurt. If people are eating two or three yogurts a day, which is what they recommended, a 12-ounce serving a day, with 20 to 30 grams of sugar in each one, I mean, even I can do that math, um, that yogurt's not going to prevent you from becoming diabetic, people. That's uh, part of the problem, not the solution. They never even once in the article mentioned sweeteners or sweetened yogurt. All they did was say yogurt, just yogurt. Or that the benefits from eating, the benefit comes from just eating the plain yogurt. Not a word. The New York Times, the paper of record. Why am I not writing for them? I don't understand it. Not a single mention about sweeteners in yogurt. So guess who shot off an angry comment this morning to the New York Times and got it published right next to the article? This whack job. Yeah. So here is my comment as published today in the New York Times. Yeah, if it's plain unsweetened yogurt, no mention, of course, about the 20 to 30 grams of sugars added to the commercial yogurts and the little candy bars and rainbow sprinkles and kitty cereals and the red velvet flavors added to so-called yogurt products in the American supermarket. Not so sure that stuff helps to prevent diabetes. Forget about all the artificial sweeteners and colors and thickeners used, too. But now, when this finding hits the mainstream media, it'll be a cherry cheesecake, apple pie, M&M flavored marketing home run for the manufacturers of all the foodiness garbage. Eat real food, not foodiness. Let's get real show.com. And they published it. I couldn't believe it. The New York Times, so classy, published my comment. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, woo. So I had a little bit of a revenge moment this morning. A little, I felt really good. Felt really good. It's there. You can check it out. You are welcome, New York and New York Times and America and the world. If it takes me to set the New York Times straight, I'm there for you. Happy to oblige. Okay, so now it's time to get this holiday week started. It's two days before Thanksgiving. Now I am off to pick the potatoes that are growing down through the ceiling, as I mentioned last week, since the foodiness fallout shelter, which is where I broadcast from, is deep underground, as you know. And so we have a potato patch growing above us, and the potatoes dangle right above our heads tantalizingly, and we just pick them. And I have pies to bake, and I have cranberries to chutnify, and a turkey to brine. Not really, because I'm going to my brother-in-law's, and we're probably going to eat a butterball. So I have to go now, because we're running out of time. But listen, people. Have a great holiday. Try not to breathe in too much of that hot air from all the relatives and the other blowhards who may be gracing your table this Thursday. And if they do, just tell them all to shut the fuck up, too, because it works with me and the kids. So we're out of time. So have a great one, and we'll see you in a week or so. And uh, remember, if you don't want to eat shit, keep listening to Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food on Heritage Radio Network. Oh, yeah, and follow me on Twitter, too. And uh, we have a fundraising drive coming up shortly, I believe. So we're going to be on you about that soon too so get ready okay see you next week happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday happy birthday happy birthday to you thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org you can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. 
You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. Thank you.